I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Athletic. Hello and welcome everybody to The View from the Lane, the Tottenham Hotspur podcast from The Athletic. I'm Danny Kelly. I'm joined today on this special episode by The Athletic's Jack Pitbrook and James Moore. Uh, this is our final show of the year, so we'll be bringing you The View from the Lane Christmas quiz as Jack and James go head-to-head in what can be described as a battle to the death. Um, that's coming up later in the podcast, but first we need to react to the Carabao Cup quarterfinal against West Ham last night and the subsequent draw. What are we making the game a game of two halves, I think it's fair to say, last night, James? Yeah, but maybe not in the traditional sense. I don't, I, I don't think the, the kind of balance of the game necessarily swung as much as maybe was being made out. But it was like a, a more open game in the first half, wasn't it? I had, to, I had to confess, I did have kind of ominous flashbacks to some of the darker days of the Mourinho era in that last kind of 15, 20 minutes, mm. where it did seem like that they sat in quite deep. I mean, I, it was it was like a sort of competent defensive performance. It, I, I, as worried as I was, as anxious as I was, I think that was more down to kind of the scars of the past rather than like a, an expectation that these players in current form would uh, would mess it up. But I, I mean, I went, what, did West Ham have many good chances towards the end? I'm not sure they really did, did they? I, I... It, no, it's weird, isn't it? West Ham had extraordinary possession figures in the second half, but it didn't force Hugo Lloris to make too many saves. In the first half, when the game was back and forth, Lloris had to play very well. The problem is, James, that... Spurs had one touch in the opposition penalty area in the second half. We can't go back to that. I don't want that. And I know in the modern world, the results are all. But if you keep playing like that with five, playing approximately level with the penalty spot in your own penalty area, you will lose the football matches by and large. I would agree with that. I mean, I I don't think that should be policy going forward. I mean, obviously, it's quite different to what we saw against Liverpool on Sunday. I do wonder whether in mitigation, the after effects of so many players having had COVID over the last two weeks mm-hmm. maybe is maybe is a factor in a slightly sluggish performance. So maybe maybe that is to be expected to a degree. But yeah, I, I would certainly say I, I don't think that should be like a conscious effort to to play like that on a regular basis. It was a decent performance in the first half, and there was a lot of pairing about how well West Ham had played on Sky in the first half. But actually, I think Spurs probably had just about the better chances and were playing quite well on the counter attack. Obviously, scored two goals. But yeah, I I, I would be concerned if that was a, a regular thing, but I, I don't think there's really anything to suggest that it will be. Now, Jack, um, I noticed that in the Times of London, this podcast was this week described as the only podcast where you hear the actual truth about football. Uh, so congratulations to all three of us there. But we, we will speak the uncomfortable truth. Um, whatever about tactics and systems and all the rest of it, and nobody wants to hear good things about West Ham. And I say this slightly biting my bottom lip with my Republic of Ireland hat on. The, the, the point about the second half was that Rice is a fantastic footballer and drove sort of the whole of Spurs' team back on his own. Yeah, Rice is, Rice is incredible. It's been really been amazing the last year or so watching him 
improve in front of our eyes like this. Mm. Like when he when he started, I remember even even as recently as so when he made his England debut, which would have been like March, April, March and May twenty nineteen was when he first started playing for England. I thought well, I wasn't really sure was he would he be a centre back, a holding midfielder, was he going to be a sort of Eric Dyer type player who could play in either of those mm. roles. I like Dyer. I'm not saying this to be mean about Dyer. He's just a much better footballer than Dyer. Rice. Rice is an amazing player. Like he's his ability to go. His, his passing ability is brilliant. Like he, the way that he, he kind of passes the ball so briskly and precisely, doesn't give it away, moves the ball forward. Also, his capacity to run past people, which is not something that I thought he had in his locker at all. And yeah, he's actually become a really mobile dynamic player who can just burst past people in the middle of if the If you were to do a spectrum between Eric Dyer, who I love, as you know, yeah. and Stephen Gerrard, he's, he's sliding from one side to the yeah, other yeah, that dial yeah. very quickly, isn't he? He's an amazing player. I mean, I, I'd seen him play in the, in the flesh a few times before the Euros this summer, obviously, I guess mostly for West Ham against Spurs. But w- watching him play, I mean, I, when he's playing for your team, when a player is playing for your team, obviously you kind of, you, you watch slightly different things and you kind of take that in in a slightly different way. And at the England-Germany game during the Euros, he was unbelievable. I just couldn't believe that this, like, that this guy was the guy who'd kind of played in centre midfield for West Ham. And obviously, like he had obviously been playing that well before and I just kind of chosen to ignore it. But he's an incredible player. He is. He's definitely getting better and better and better and better. Enough about him now. At least Spurs managed to hold him off for that second half. Just buy him. Wow, can you? Well, they couldn't, but you know, can you, they should. Well, it, culturally, it'd be a problem, but also just imagine the fee. What it's going to be when and if that glorious day comes. Well, yeah, it would be well into uh, nine figures. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. The the other player, the, the player on Spurs' side, who people were giving a lot of praise to, was Lucas Moore, and I thought he could have been one of those who might have sulked having left out uh, the Liverpool game, but. Uh, I mean, and Bergwijn played well as well. They, they, he's got a problem now, hasn't he? Spurs want to sell one or two of these players or move them on in January. They keep coming into the team and playing well. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought, so I wrote my article this morning or last night about Bergwijn because I thought that was probably maybe Bergwijn's most productive ever performance for Tottenham. Like We know that he's a very exciting player and I like watching him, but he, he doesn't really deliver at all in terms of goals and assists. Like You think he had four goals before yesterday and... That's the one side of his game he really needs to work on. And clearly, you know, it's been been an in-and-out season this year. You know, he start, I thought he played really well against City on opening day, but then obviously failed out, faded out of the team because Nuno realised the same thing that Mourinho realised, which is that if you want goals and assists, I'm afraid Bergwijn is not your man. And when, to be honest, I, th- I also felt sorry for Bergwijn because he was a kind of innocent walk-on role in that the, sub- the infamous Bergwijn for Lucas substitution that effectively ended Nuno's tenure because Tottenham fans were so unhappy with it. And then when Conte took over, I think Bergwijn was probably maybe not in the best shape and then he's obviously had to improve. But I'm happy for him that he managed to be forced his way back in the team yesterday. He would have played a few games over the last few weeks were it not for the COVID stoppages because he didn't have COVID, which meant that he could continue to train with the team. And I thought he was really good yesterday. Started bad, rustily, let's say, but then did really, really well to score that first goal, you know, being the kind of pivot for the Hoiberg 1-2. And then made Lucas a second goal with that great burst down the right. And if you've got someone who can beat opponents like that and can run through a packed box and kind of carve open some space for himself, then you're in business because not a lot of players can do that. Also, by the way, he should be like adept at playing in a counter-attacking team. And we know, you know, how oh, yeah, yeah. So we don't want Spurs to kind of sit back and, and play on the counter all the time. Obviously, that is going to be a thing they're going to try and do at certain points in certain matches. But I, I, we talked the other week about the... 
Holland's Norway World Cup qualifier, like a massive game. The last game mm, of that group. And it was really good. And it, was, yeah. it was it was a do or die do or die game for both of them. And he I think he got a goal and a sit in that game, I think, didn't he as well? Uh, you know, two, two two like breaks towards the end of the game that that put Holland in the World Cup. Maybe that was a bit of a turning point for him because I think that probably came just after the the uh, the Man United substitution. Uh, yeah, he's he's clearly got he's clearly got some quality. I mean, I I would worry more in a sort of tactical technical sense exactly how he would fit into a team if everyone is available. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Because it kind of feels like we. Eventually, we probably will see more of a transition towards like a three-five-two with Kane and Son as the two. And if that is the case, like I don't really see how. And similar problem for Lucas, I don't really see how players like that are going to fit into the team. And I know you know you need options and you need people to change shape and rotate players. But I, I, I would that would be my one concern. Well, not <laughs> one of my concerns for a player like him. I, I, exactly how he's going to fit, in. unless he ends up playing right wing back, of course. And now I'm contractually obliged to say Victor Moses. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, let's get that out of the way quite early in the piece. Um, The fact of the matter is that uh, having got to the World Cup and played such a pivotal part in that because of that game you're talking about, uh, it's no surprise as the transfer window approaches that uh, apparently Ajax are interested in Bergwijn and other attractive looking clubs. I think he just wants to make sure he gets enough game time to make sure he stays in uh, the Dutch team. So, look, we got the quiz to do, so we don't want to do the usual deep dive into what went on. Let's just say Spurs played West Ham and won. Lovely. Which takes us to the draw. And this is where I think we must take to task our regular colleague and friend, indeed, or former friend, given what I'm about to say on this podcast, Charlie Eccleshare. Because with a few minutes to go in all of these three ties, he said, oh, look, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it looks like the draw could be... Arsenal, Spurs, Leicester and Brentford. Hooray! Spurs can mm-hmm. win a trophy. I mean, why would he do Bad that? Bloke. Knowing knowing what was going to happen. Bad person, poorly parented. What on <laughs> earth was that about? Um, because mean, yeah. you knew what was going to happen then, didn't you? Yeah. Although I would say, I mean, I, I do wonder. I mean, obviously, this doesn't really help Spurs because they're not going to play Liverpool in January. But I, I, I do actually wonder whether Liverpool in that competition in January during the African Cup of Nations when... Salah and Mane are away. I know neither of them played last night. Uh, that may actually not be a terrible draw for Arsenal. Arsenal or Arsenal, you know, they played very well against a team about sixth in the league, won the other night, sure. But I, 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 I'm still not convinced. I'm sorry, I know I said it the other week. Still not sure about them. And then it's Chelsea. And to be honest, I'd probably rather lose. I think I'd rather lose the semi-final than the final. I've, I've seen Spurs lose the League Cup final loads of times. If you're going to lose, just get it out of the way. Get it out of the way in January and not worry oh, about this it. Is, no, this is the conference all over again. No, Every conference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you bother with the season. I'll be honest, James. Why don't you just say Spurs will accept 68 points if that gets them into the Europa League? Don't play any fixtures. Just just, just have a, a notional football. Stay at home, save the money. Do something else on my Saturday. I must say, as always, I'm going to make a small speech here, a rant if I may. The draw for the semi-final of the Carabao Cup uh, once again proved my point that the, the trophy shaggers, as I call them, the people who say Spurs have to win a trophy, are you mental? This is the minor competition in English football. And in order to win it, I genuinely believe Spurs will now, they certainly have to beat three, two more of the top four teams in the country currently. But more importantly, they're liable to have to beat two of the three favourites, not for the poxy Premier League, for the Champions League, in order to win the League Cup. And the same thing happens every year. Now, sometimes Leicester win it. Sometimes Wigan win the FA Cup. 
But look what you have to do to achieve that. And so, you know, here we go. Once again, I suspect, let's, let's, let's suggest for the sake of argument and for comfort that Liverpool beat Arsenal. I suppose you're going to have to beat two of the three favourites for the Champions League to yeah. win the, the League Cup. And, that, and that's why people say you only have to win a trophy. That's all right. That's, that's nice talk if you're playing in Lithuania. It doesn't cut it in England, I'm afraid. I do agree with that. I mean, obviously, this competition has been dominated specifically by Man City in the last sort of mm. five or six years. And you're going to do very well to win a, a domestic cup in England without playing one of the other sort of big six teams. But I, I would say, I saw a few people on Twitter moaning about this last night. And our old, an old friend and listener, Adam Nathan, was one of them. Hello, Adam. Adam. Spurs have had quite good luck in the semi-finals of this competition in the last sort of 12, 13 years. They played three football league teams. I think the last three times they've been in the semi-finals. Brentford last year, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United in 2015. And uh, Burnley in 2009. He really so, is gen- genned up for the quiz, isn't he? I, that is I, some I, serious learnings. That, that, I really hope that's not in the quiz. I mean, look, you could, you'd have to say that was fairly fortuitous to play free, play free. One league, one team and two championship teams in semi-finals of a major competition isn't, isn't really bad going. And you're going to have to play a decent team to win a trophy. I don't think you can complain too much about that. Probably have been a bit lucky in comparison to Arsenal, which I know is another thing that Adam mentioned. You know, Arsenal had a run of cup finals against, what was it, like Hull, Birmingham, Aston Villa. You know, when Spurs, whenever they get to league cup final, end up playing Chelsea or Man City or whatever. So yeah, I, I kind of get the point, but I just, you, you can't win a trophy without playing someone good. I don't, I don't think we can afford to kind of, you know, rule our luck too much there. Wow, that was very sanguine of you. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Listen, they're in the semi-final. Unlike you, I don't think they can afford to just uh, toss off this tournament. Let's move on if we can. We'll have the View from the Lane Christmas quiz for you after a short break. It's legendary. It should be great. But first, let me remind you that if you're struggling for a last-minute gift for a friend or relative then why not give them a subscription to The Athletic? It's the world's best football coverage, as you're hearing here already, and they'll have it just in time for the January transfer window, so they won't need to read all those made-up transfer rumours and transfer tittle-tattle from other inferior outlets. Uh, Just go to theathletic.com forward slash Spurs pod and gift a subscription with a 33% discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash Spurs pod. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, welcome back to the next part of the View from the Lane podcast with me, Danny Kelly, Jack Pitbrook and James Moore. The issue now is, of course, it's the Christmas quiz. I have to tell you first, so you will continue to listen, it is not sponsored by Domino's Pizza. That is not sponsored by Domino's Pizza. Uh, Spurs fans in the know will know why I'm saying that. Uh, Let's establish your credentials for why you think you'll do well in the quiz. In your case, James, you're a a Spurs fan, a man and boy, as they say. Man and boy, indeed, yeah. And Jack, Pitbrook, it's not, not fair on Jack really this because he is not a Spurs fan. Uh, that is a misfortune uh, that he has to bear through life. 
but you can explain to us how you make your living by being a Spurs expert. That is your thing, isn't it now? Uh, yeah, I suppose he's so. Getting pa- he's getting um, paid for This is his job. He's getting paid for it. I'm sorry, I don't want to sound like Roy Keane, but he has the advantage. He's getting paid for it. <laughs> really? It's no, I don't. It's your job. I feel like I'm going to get stitched up just as much as I did on the football cliches quiz. Oh, still going which, on about uh, that. This is the, this if, is the if, real if, quiz. If, 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 if any of our listeners don't list, are not aware of this, so... The Football Cliches podcast is a really good podcast. It really is, yeah. Every year, Adam does a br- genuinely brilliant quiz. Last Christmas, I beat Ollie Kay. A week or two ago, I took on uh, our friend Charlie Eccleshare, and we drew, and then Charlie beat me on the second tiebreak. But it's since come out that um, one of the questions which Charlie got right was a duff question. Of course, he should be deducted at that point, which means that I should win. On top of that, there were certain issues about the implementation of some of the rules during the course of the game, which I wasn't happy with. But I didn't complain about, unlike Charlie, who complained at length uh, when I happened to outmaneuver him on one particular question. So I could talk about this it all day. It does seem a bit like you're complaining about it. Oh, no, I didn't complain about it at the time. At the t- no, well, rather, my complaints on that podcast were edited out of the uh, the final cut, so... Uh, <laughs> there's a lesson from anyway, sorry, there somewhere this is, there, liter- this is of no interest to our listeners at all let's leave aside all previous scabs let's unpick them uh, if we can I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let um, Jack go first here so he can establish a lead that, so we understand he is slightly handicapped by the lifelong affliction of not being an actual Spurs fan so round one and excuse me those of you who are listening um, this will all be cleared up in the edit this is going to be quite chaotic when we actually do it but of course Tom will sort this all out uh, when we edit the, the podcast. The round one, chaps, is called Spurs under Pochettino. So it's relatively recent. And as uh, James has pointed out, this is stuff that Jack's been paid to know. Um, so we'll see how it gets on. All right, Jack, here we go. First with you. Which player signed for Spurs on an August deadline day after a 5-1 victory in his final game for his previous club? August deadline day. Five August victory. deadline day. The player signed for Tottenham um, after enjoying a five-one victory um, in his final game for his previous club. Well, I can't remember that many August deadline day signings over the years. Obviously, none in twenty eighteen. Oh, none in twenty nineteen. Twenty six. Twenty sixteen. Did they get this? Did Sissoko arrive on deadline day? But then I don't think... I can't think of that Newcastle team winning 5-1, so I'm not going to say Sissoko. 2015, I can't specifically remember who signed and when. 2014... What about 2017? What about Fernando Llorente? Can I, can I Llorente, just say, I think, came at the... I know the answer. I think Llorente. I know the answer. I think, I, I I think Llorente came in at the, end, at the end of the window in 2017, Jack, so I'm going to say Llorente. Okay. Unfortunately, that's not right, um, Jackie. You, you did know the answer. What yeah, is the answer, it. James? It's Musa Sissoko. It was Musa Sissoko, yeah. It was Sissoko. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on, mate. I don't remember that. Last game? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Fuck, that was the last game of the previous yeah, season. yeah. I thought they meant the lot, but no, here we yeah. go. I thought that meant like last game. Well, his last game, for, his game last game for the, for the previous club. Was it? He hadn't played in, 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 in at all in August because I think <laughs> you're asking the questions, mate. Ah, oh, they were relegated. He didn't play anymore. There we go. They oh, were relegated. Of course, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, all right. It's a great. It's a great it's, start for it's James. Good start. It's a great good start, start for James. Do I Is get it, a point? Do I get two points? Does it come over to me? Do I get points for that? You'll get a point. Yeah, you will. Do I get a point? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Of course. Yeah. All right. Here's your question. Um, on the 23rd of, of August 2017, um, Maurizio Pochettino raided former club Southampton to sign which player? 2017. 
23rd of August, 2017. I mean, the, the actual date is irrelevant, isn't it? Um, August uh, 2017, Pochettino raided, as they say, his former club for Southampton to sign which player? Uh, so it's 2017. That's like just that's that's early Wembley. So it's not Wanyama or all the virals. Is it uh, Gazaniga? It is Gazaniga. So, all right, Jack. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. It, it, I had it written down. I've got to have it. It doesn't matter because I knew as well, so I got, I got the point. So. Oh, this is good. Don't okay, be no. rude. Don't be rude. Here is another one. Okay, these are hard. This is, uh, this is uh, for Jack. Maurizio Pochettino won his first game as Spurs manager away to West Ham in August 2014. Eric Dyer scored the winning goal, but two players were sent off from uh, sent off on that day. I will say one from each side. Point for each player. Spurs, West Ham, think, August 2014. I've got, feeling, I've got a feeling the Tottenham player sent off was Kyle Norton. That's correct. Very good. And the West Ham player sent off in that game. Fuck. Can I just say I know this? Who played? I think I know this. Who played for West Ham in 2014? I think I know Was that this. first season or was that still Big Sam? I'm going to go... Okay, I'm, I think it was Big Sam and I'm going to guess... Kevin Nolan. Well, of course, it's a tremendous guess because it's not right, but it's a tremendous guess because you're almost no, certainly it wasn't right. Just, it wasn't just before Christmas, Jack, right? It was in August. <laughs> oh, so mm. you think you know the answer, do you? Uh, I believe so. Can I say it was definitely Sam Allardyce because when Dyer scored, I remember like it cut to Allardyce and you could see a West Ham fan behind him throw his programme on the floor. It's incredibly funny. I think there's a gif of it somewhere. I probably tweeted it before. Uh, I think it's James Collins, isn't it? It is James Collins. Uh, no, don't despair, Jack. I mean, it, it, this this is exactly the kind of flowery start you'd expect for from Moore, isn't it? And you will come back. This is another one for you, then, James. Two points again on the line. Spurs signed two players on deadline day of the summer transfer window in 2017. A point each for for if you know them. I'm going into my mind, Palace. Or uh... Wikipedia, as it's known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them will be Lorente, who who Jack mentioned before. I reckon one of them is Lorente. Uh, the other one's going to be Incudi. It's not Incudi. Ah, do, you, do, do you do you know Jack? Can you strike back with the other player that yeah. Spurs scored on the deadline? Well, I had Incudi written you down. Uh -huh. but if it's not, so if it's not Incudi, in a way, unprofessional. We don't know. And it's not Llorente, so who else they signed that summer? I don't think it's Sanchez who they signed earlier in the summer. I don't think it's Foyth who they signed earlier in the summer. Um, could it have been that keeper who never played? Paul, Paul Lopez. No, I'm afraid it isn't. It's it's the much maligned Serge Aurier is the answer. Ah, yeah. Aurier, All right. I forgot that was deadline. Now day. the next one. The next ones are brilliant questions. Whoever set them, I think Charlie and Tom have got together and done done these questions. Jack, you're you're up next, aren't you? Here we go. Name the three substitutes brought off the bench by Maurizio Pochettino in Spurs' two nil League Cup final defeat that miserable rainy day against Chelsea in 2015. One point for each one that you can name. The three substitutes who came on to absolutely no effect as Spurs failed to lay a glove on Chelsea in the 2015 League Cup final. Um, so this is the first season of Pochettino, so I wouldn't be surprised to be brought on a centre-forward uh, who we hadn't got rid of yet. I can't choose between Adebayo and Soldado. I'm going to go... Adebayor. Mm -hmm. 
It's not true, I'm afraid. Not true, okay. Uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, I think Aaron Lennon was out of the picture by then, so I'm going to go maybe Andros Townsend. I'm afraid that's not right either. Not not brilliant. And my third guess is, again, another attacking player who I think wouldn't have started the game in the first instance. Um, so how about Nasser Chadley? Well, I have to say, you've actually, that's wrong too. You've made you've made okay. this very easy for <laughs> wow, for James because there can't be very many players left start? in the squad, can there, James? Yeah, I think Chadley gave away the free kick. Chadley start, uh, yeah. started, didn't he? Chadley yeah. started and gave away the free kick that Chadley scored from just for half time. Yeah, that's very good uh, extraneous knowledge. What are the name of the three subs? Uh, Lamella is one always yeah, sub. Yeah, fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, well, or well, Jack said, Jack, Jack said Adebayor. I have a feeling... Well, I'll say Soldado, then. It's an educated guess. Unfortunately, Jack, you showed you're working out there. So, yes, yeah. Soldado's the other. Brilliant. Uh, and I, 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 the other one will be like a sort of classic pot, like for like. So, I, I actually... Uh, I, I will say like... Stambouli. If only, if only if it's a player who was 10 times as good as Benjamin Stambouli. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, I know who it was. <coughs> Moussa Dembele was yeah. a substitute that day and um, came on. Um, we, we, were either of you at that game? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was, I was yeah. at the end where the rain, the, the roof doesn't quite cover you. So, A, we stood up oh, yeah. for the whole two, two and a half hours of festivities and the rain just slapped into my face at, for the whole time. It's just a horrible experience, the whole thing. Um. You need to get some points back here soon. Your similar question, hope you're all enjoying this at home, James, is um, Spurs lost 2-1 to Chelsea. Um, I should say that, of course, these two questions reflect Tottenham's record against Chelsea in the League Cup. (laughs) Um, Spurs lost 2-1 at home to Chelsea in the second leg of the 2018-19 League Cup semi-final. Name the three players who were brought off the bench by Pochettino. One point again for each name that you get correctly. Three substitutes in the... 2-1 2-1 defeat in the second leg of the 18-19 League Cup semi-final. So, this is, uh, uh, without wanting to correct the question, this is away, wasn't it? I think. Um, the Stanford Bridge the second leg, I think. Sorry, I mean, yes, do, I get, yes, a, do I get a bonus point for that? No, that is once again extraneous showing off. You might lose a point for showing off. <laughs> Correcting the quiz master. Uh, this is difficult. There are a lot of players missing. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, this is, this is, I'm in that position now. I don't want to help Jack, but Lorente scored. Do you know what? I'm just going to say Nkudu again. Nope, good. Oh, Cross him okay. off your list, Jack. <laughs> uh, uh, Lorente must have started because Kane was injured. Lamella again? No, I'm afraid not. No. Shit. Um. Ooh, Lucas must have started. I would have thought. Ah, uh, Lucas Mora. Lucas Moore is one of them, which, okay. he, which is good. You, you, you know, you're, you're still p- putting the points into the bank, but a chance for you to pull two back if you can, Jack. Uh, I'm going to go Vincent Janssen. Okay, that's not right, I'm afraid. Okay, so I've got two more guesses. And who have we eliminated so far? Nkudu, um, Lorente, um, Vincent, well, yeah. Janssen, and James correctly said Lucas. That's correct, yeah. And Kane was injured. We can assume that Son would have started if fit. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham was chasing a game. Was this what I'm gonna? Was this one of the ones where they kind of dragged a sort of half 
one one legged Wanyama back onto the pitch. I'm going to go for Wanyama. I'm afraid I'm just not right. I'm afraid. And then finally, I'm going to go for. I mean, I, I'm not allowed ben to give Davis. you clues, but ben I'm staring. Oh, no. I, I, I'm staring at these two in disbelief. Really, no, not Ben Davis. They, they 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 did replace two defensive players though during the course of the game. Danny Rose came on, and oh, and Danny Davinson Sanchez came on. I can't imagine oh. the circumstances where bringing on Davinson when you're behind is going to change the game. But uh, there we are. Uh, the producers are now going to tell me the the score at the end of that first round. I mean, it's an absolute savaging. Let's be honest. Well, the, the good news um, for Jack is that you have got one point. Um, the, the bad oh. news for you is that, uh, well, how can I put this in? If this was a match report, I would say the two of you were sharing eight points. Um, it's just you're not sharing them evenly. It's uh, 7-1 at the moment. I'd rather lose a quiz to James than to Charlie. <laughs> well, but, but you've already been robbed of the quiz uh, on, mm. on one podcast. Look, there's plenty of time to come back. Well, that's sorry. Just to be clear, there's no question of, there's no suggestion of any underhand shenanigans here. But I am leading seven-one fair and square. Let's just, to, sorry, just legally, we just need to be clear about that. Absolutely. So far, the the quiz might have well have been held in one of those clean rooms where they used to make CDs. It's so perfectly fair. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that it's as fair as the UEFA draw. Let's <laughs> just start again because you don't like it. Yeah. This is much. round two, and it's nearest the pin. So you're both um, going to get a chance to. Uh, to have a go here. Take it in turns to guess first. Uh, this round will focus on two games from the famous 2018-19 season. Here we go. Uh, Spurs lost 2-0 to Liverpool in the 2019 Champions League final, apparently. What was the attendance at the Metropolitano Stadium in Madrid that night? I'm going to insist that you go first here, James, to give Jack some kind of opportunity. This isn't like a question that rewards knowledge. It's just a guess. I'm already unhappy with this round. Um, so, so nearest nearest the pin. Yes. And there's not like a, if you go over, you've gone. It's just nearest. There's no nearest the pin. Yeah. Uh, I'll say sixty-two thousand. Okay, that's that's very good. What about you? What do you think, uh, Jack? Uh, I'm going to go sixty-two thousand one. A very clever tactically because the answer is sixty-three thousand two hundred and seventy-two. Fucking coward! Yeah, that's but, pathetic. Uh, no, that is utterly what? pathetic. Look how, look, how, look how close I was with the guess, and you've gone one above and yeah. got the point. <laughs> Not close what utter shit. Uh, he was close. Uh, I literally that had, had sixty-five thousand. That's not what you said. <laughs> if you had said sixty-five thousand, you would have lost probably. Yeah, you would have lost. No, yeah. yeah. Listen, listen. Uh, you you probably understand this, James, but you don't Coward. get you, you don't get to be the Tottenham correspondent of the mighty Athletic without having some brain power available to you. Uh, very good. But this time, I'll make you go first. In this case, Jack. Uh, this is the next one. What, what? I don't mind if I lose now. I'm really <laughs> happy All right. What was Spurs' possession percentage during that game? What the fuck kind of question is that? I didn't write them. Uh, I think they had more possession. I'm going to go 54%. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 55%. I think they'd quite I think they'd like I think they might have had like 60 something but I'm going to say 55. Oh, well, well why didn't you say 60 something then? Well, because I'm a coward like Jack. You are exactly. You are pusillanimous. You got to play sir. the game. Uh, the answer is 65% possession. Wow. Now, as wow. I say, because people okay. famously know that I've never seen that game. I turned off after the penalty was awarded and before it was taken. And I've made a point of never, ever seeing the Champions League final. Um, so I couldn't have had a, even a wild guess there. Um, back to you then uh, for first go, Jack, on this one. Earlier that season, Spurs had faced Tranmere 
away in the third round of the FA Cup. What was Spurs' possession percentage during that game? 75. Okay. What do you uh, think? What do you think, Mr. Bravery? Well, this is, this is tricky. This is tricky. That's a, that's a difficult place to put the line in the sand because when I mean, they won that game 7-0, Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly sure it's got quite early. I think they were dominant the whole way through. It was a it was an incredibly comprehensive one. Yeah, 75, so- 75 is just very high though. So I'll say 74. It's 73. You're just too good. You're just you don't know anything. You're just good at the game. Yeah. All right. I'll just start something. This is the last one in this numbers round. James, once again, a chance for you to prove your moral superiority over your colleague. And finally, this round. What was the attendance at Prenton Park that day? What a question. Wait at Tranmere. 70, uh, 73% possession. That's not a clue. <laughs> what, how many people saw that 73%? Yeah, in the uh, flesh. Oh, yeah, you know what? I really have no idea. It's not a tiny ground, is it? I, I'll say 16,000. Jack? Well, I was going to guess a lot less than that. I should be clever and say I can't. I, I, part of me wants to say fifteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, but I feel like that's slightly taking the piss. So, in the interest of fair competition, I'll say ten thousand. I really hope that. I really hope that's cost you. It really has. Uh, you said <laughs> uh, no, no. Actually, no. It's my mathematics. You said sixteen thousand, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The the the, the crowd was. 12,553. If okay. you had said 15,000, yeah, Jack, well, you, you, you've got the point okay, there, Jack. It was funny, but it, otherwise, mm. if you said 15,000, he would have been, you'd have won it by three people. We could have gone round to their houses on Merseyside or the mm. Wirral um, and individually congratulated them. Okay, you haven't closed the gap, but you've not fallen further behind. The score at the moment is James has got nine points and Jack has got three. Cue loud applause and a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I hope the short break has allowed you all to calm down from the overwhelming excitement so far of the Christmas View from the Lane quiz, uh, where at the moment uh, James Moore is leading by nine points to three against Jack Pitbrook, who, as James points out, is supposed to know this stuff. He is paid to know this stuff. 
But the next round could see him catch up very, very easily, I think. It's a great round called Guess the Lineup. Okay, Mauricio Pochettino got his 100th Premier League victory in a game against Burnley at Wembley Stadium on the 15th of November 2018. It was a 1-0 win for Spurs, which is irrelevant to what we're going to do. You must now take it in turns to name the 11 that started for Spurs that day. One point is awarded for each player you name. Uh, you take it in turns until we have named the starting 11. Whoever is losing at this point of the quiz gets to go first. So that is definitively Jack. So the starting 11 for Spurs on December 15th, 2018, a 1-0 victory over Burnley. Luis. That is very, very good. That's correct, yes. Uh, Christian Eriksen, who I believe scored the goal. Eriksen um, came off the bench to score the winner, so he doesn't count as a, as a correct answer, I'm afraid. Oh, no! No. So, oh, my God. Very good. So, Jack, a chance for you to catch up here. Oh, my God. Uh, Jan Vertonghen. Do you know he was injured and didn't play that day? Oh, are you kidding? Fuck. I know the most, the most, <laughs> the most evergreen, constantly playing five hundred appearances player didn't play on that day. So at the moment, so, so far, only Loris ha- has gone. <laughs> We're gonna be here all night. Uh, Toby Aldevar. Uh, I've said it. Toby Aldevar. I've said it now, but I have a feeling that might be wrong. But you're absolutely right, actually. Toby Aldevar okay. is is correct. Who's next? Um, it's your turn, Jack. Um, I mean, obviously, let's be fair. There's there's one the absolute internet. sitter here, isn't it? There is one absolute stonewall sitter. It's an open goal. Come on. Well, I feel like there should be quite a few. Well, there's one, isn't there? Oh, I'm not going to say any more. Uh, Kieran Trippier. Trippier did play. See that uh, that that's hard to get, but there you've got it there, Jack. Well done, James. Uh, Harry Kane. What Kane, of course Kane played. We don't have any other strikers ever, do we? Uh, so that makes it 2-2 at the moment. That still means we've got seven more to get. Two defenders, three and a, and a whole lot, and five midfielders stroke forwards. Jack. This is good. That that eerie silence. Yeah, we'll fill, yeah. we'll fill that up later on with, uh, with some cheesy cocktail music. Don't worry. Eric Lamella. Eric Lamella did play. Really good, very, very good indeed, Jack. James. Uh, Son Heung-min. Didn't play, was on the bench. <sighs> what has Potch up to? Uh, oh, wait, wait, you hear, wait, you Clue. What is he doing? Clue for Jack, Jack wait till you hear the midweek. I'll tell you what, did they, this, they had a midweek game. Did they have a midweek game? He's saving players for like, I Champions don't know, League but I something. know that this midfield pivot too, my eyes go, what? Oh my God. So we're still looking for one forward, really, three midfielders and two defenders. So we're looking for a left back, another centre back, yeah, another forward, and three guys in midfield. We've all written, we're all written a team down, mate. Come on. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Was this one of those games just before Dembele left, where you know he had a handful of games which he basically walked through before he went to China? Mm-hmm. And I reckon this might have been one of them. Dembele. Not even on the bench, I'm afraid. Already, probably already were practising his Mandarin at home. Um, certainly didn't appear for Spurs that day. Chance now for the already triumphant James to go to go ahead inside even this game. This so round. So le- le- left back feels like a bit of a toss-up between uh, an obvious two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know Vertonghen didn't play now. 
so there'll be another centre back with you know I'm just going to say Harry Winks and avoid all of this Harry Winks Winks did not play he was on the bench <laughs> oh he, was a, he was an unused substitute on the bench if Winks didn't play I'm going to guess that Musa Sissoko did play Musa Sissoko did play Jack very well done so that's another point for you it's at the moment, just for those of you um, who, who, who are still very much with us, it's 4-2 to Jack at this stage of the game. Can I just check on the scoring for this? Do we get a point within the grand quiz for every single yes, one? Yes, you do. Yeah, that? so oh, he's... Oh, okay. That's important. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, don't be sitting there with your elbow in the breeze. This is really important. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Um, have we had Wanyama? We, we haven't had him. Wanyama? We did have him, but I'll just make you just put you off there. He didn't play at all. He wasn't in the. He wasn't on the bench either. Jack, you're looking for a centre back, a left back, a central midfielder, and three sort of midfield forwards. Sorry, two, two. Beg your pardon. Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer is not one of the answers either. Nor was he on the bench. This team is nuts. What's going on? Uh, Damison Sanchez. Is not correct either. Oh, what is this? And was not on the bench either. We got. We were so far. We picked thirteen players who didn't even make the bench. Um, Juan Foyth. Not correct. Neither was he on the bench. Who else could have played? Uh, ben Davis. Ben Davis is correct. I'm bringing you back to four three in the in- insides of this game. And they got to work out where he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Who could have played centre back with Toby if it wasn't Vertonghen, Dyer, Foyth, or Sanchez? So either Davis is playing a centre back, which I don't think he did do at that point in a two with Toby, or it could could it be someone? Have I lost my mind here? Who else? Who else played centre back for Tottenham at that point? Be a rare start for Cameron. Did Cameron Carter Vickers play in the Premier League? That's that where point? my mind would have gone as well, but it, but it's equally as mushy as yours. It's not right. Enkudu? I'm just going to say Enkudu for every single question. Uh, that, that is a good guess. He wasn't even on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I just honestly can't fathom who these players could be. Well, come on. Some of uh, Serge Aurier. No, not Serge Aurier. Again, not on the bench. Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura did play. That makes it four all at this stage. Oh, no. You're still looking for a midfielder come forward, a midfielder and a defender. Jack's looking very carefully at a piece of paper in front of him, which is beaming back to him nothing, I suspect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it's not me doing this. Well, I haven't got any hair. I would have to tear my nose hair out at this stage. Deli Alley. Deli Alley played absolutely. Oh my god! I can't believe he didn't say Deli Alley. Right. I think we got too okay. obsessed with the whole centre back. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Okay. So you're still missing two, um, and it's your turn, uh, James. And you're looking for a defender and a midfielder. At some stage, the producer's going to call time on this because I I think we could sit here till doomsday. It's one of these absolutely stupid. It's surprising. I feel like one of them must be stupid. <laughs> it's surprising. One of them is not surprising at all, and I don't want to give too much away because I'll be I accused by like James. Gone through so many of the players. This is my guess, isn't it? No, no it's Jack's go. Is it it's Jack's go? Yeah. No, no it's I Jack's just go. Said oh, it's sorry, it's, okay, James it's your go. go. I just like thinking of all of like the and without wanting to take that as too much of a clue, just going through all of the kind of big players of that the mm. Pochettino team, mm. and the one we haven't said is Rose. So I just wonder whether Davis did play at centre back and Rose played at left back. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Davis played as the left back of a two, 
Does that make you? Does Both that make wrong. it five or one, two, three, four, yeah, five, five. five, five? Definitive. Which leaves one central midfielder for you to at least have the the honour of winning this section of the game, Jack. Well, it seems from what you're saying, like this is not a this is a surprising choice. You know, this is not somebody who you would normally expect to be playing in midfield alongside Sissoko in this system. Uh, so what we're thinking, 2018-19, midfielder... Part, oh, I don't think it can... I've got, I've got a name in my head, but I don't think it can be him. So no, I'm don't say, say that. Uh, midfielder, oh, look, I kind of I'm to put you under further pressure, I can see on the screen that... Uh, I know, James, I know James has now worked it out. I know the answer. By a process of elimination... I believe, and I believe it's a player who was... Uh, oh, actually, I'm not going to say that. By a process of elimination, say, not say, just no, no, of Spurs' no. staff at the time, but since you've now named every other human being who was alive at this time, <laughs> he's worked out who it is. Go on, Jack. You've got to have a guess first. Oh, that is so arrogant. The arrogant... Well, no. We've got to play the game. Oh, let's stick to the oh, format of the quiz. Let's start I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Josh Onema. That's a really good guess, but it isn't right. It's a brilliant guess. Okay, Mr. Clever Pants, Mr. Smarty Trousers, Mr. Pantaloons that have been to Oxford. What is the answer? Well, I mean, it's one of us that went to Oxford. It wasn't me. Um... <laughs> that was reverse snobbery, by the way, as well. I'll try to add to all your other kinds of arrogances today. Come on, um... then. Uh, was it Oliver's Ollie Skip's debut? It was Oliver Skip's first game for Spurs. And he got hooked for Ericsson. Uh, I believe that's right as well. Skip. Skip and Sissoko lined up in the middle of Spurs' midfield. So let me just give you the team altogether. Six, you got six of them, James. You got five of them, Jack. And the lineup was uh, uh, obviously Loris in goal. A back four of Trippier, Alderweireld, Davis, and Rose. I can see why that might confuse a stupid person. Skip and Sissoko in centre mid. Mura, Deli, and Lamella behind Harry Kane, which means that the score now is 15 8 is now the score to James. Um, we were going to have a picture around here, but I've decided that the picture I tried to draw wouldn't work in, 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 in an audio. <laughs> so that, that round is gone. All right, I've got, I've got a, a one for you here to, to, to make up for the picture round. This is just a random question. Um, okay, I'm just, I'm just getting it up here because uh, I brought it up yesterday. All right, this is this chance for you. I'm going to let you go first here, Jack. One point each for the three players in the Premier League era. The three players in the Premier League era who've won one cap for England while at Spurs. Three one cap wonders for Spurs in the Premier League era. Does that mean one cap in total or one cap during their time? One cap during. Oh, that's a very good question. I'll just check that with my. That's one cap in, in total. And they won it while they were at Spurs. Okay, great so one cat one. Great question. One cat one. This is what a quiz is all about. There, are, there are three of them. One is uh, how can I put this to help poor Jack who's behind? One is relatively recent. One is extremely topical, um, and the other is difficult. I mean, don't forget, Spurs have produced more players for England than any other team. So there's a lot of players to choose from. This is during the. And I make a point of saying the Premier League because uh, they actually cover sort of the recent past, relatively recent past, the middle distance and back to the, the, the start of the Premier League, really. Is one of them Ryan Mason? One of them is Ryan Mason. Absolutely spot on. Point there for Jack. James, can you name one of the other two? Uh, Stephen Corker. Fantastic. Well done. Stephen Corker, who not only played one game for England, but scored in that only game for England. And this week was given permission 
uh, to play for Sierra Leone, despite having played and scored for oh. England. Uh, that's the topical one. A uh, chance for you to pick up another point, though, here, Jack, with the third of Tottenham's Premier League era, one cap wonders. I feel like it's someone from further in the it past. It is. You, than you two, two, you two so are far. from the primary school. So, okay, well, in that case, I'm going to go for... I'm going to really show my lack of Tottenham knowledge here. Uh, Rule Fox. It's a good guess. I think Rule eventually played... It's Montserrat. Montserrat. Oh, Montserrat. Thank you very, very yeah. much oh, well. indeed. Um, I will bring this round to an end if you both have two more guesses and can't get it. Yeah, I can't... Uh... The, the, the answer is, in my mind, the answer is magnificent. It's not like Jason Cundy or someone, is it? No. It can't be. No, no, I worked with Cundy. At that point, he never played for him. Yeah, Trust he me. He would have mentioned it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. He, he, he mentions his goal from the halfway line against Ipswich about once every 30 minutes. So, uh, was that your guess, Jason Cundy? That was, my, that was my guess, yeah. One more. Come on, one more, Jack. Have another go. Uh... So, I'll give you a clue. I will give you a clue. Jason Cundy played in the same position. Don't know. I think he might. I, I think guess. he might even be forgotten by Spurs fans. Um, tall centre back Anthony Gardner. Oh. Ah. Anthony Gardner got a cap for England yeah, back that. in the day. Um, but yeah, just for just for Euro two thousand and four. You did, I mean, exactly that. Yes, yeah. but you'd really have to rattle your head very, very hard. Oh, a yeah. point. Of, I should have got that. I was I kind of thinking about that. the the the, uh, the much missed Dean Richards. Yeah, he was. He, wasn't he like the most expensive player to never get yeah. a cap or at that point? I guess the, maybe not now. The other names I had in my head were the uh, slightly less talented Sean Davis and Michael Brown. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Imagine. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, lots and lots of Spurs players got capped at uh, that. You know, Livermore got played for England. Um, Livermore's played for England like 15 times. Yeah, Huddleston yeah. played several times. Livermore played for England really recently. Livermore was playing Under for Saturday. England like... in the built yeah, in the in the 17-18 season when he was at West Brom, I think. And I think he was a reserve player of the 2018 yeah, World yeah, Cup. Was, yeah. So, you know, if things had been gone slightly differently, he would have been out there in and Russia. And of course, I wouldn't say this to Michael Brown's face, but imagine Michael Brown playing for England. But there you are. <laughs> I can't imagine him playing for Tottenham. Never mind England. I don't want to be. I don't. I, I don't want this to sound mean about Michael Brown, but I remember um, <laughs> a very strong memory of one, once going to a uh, going to a city game about ten years ago. I think it was it was actually the game where Paul Scholes scored a header for United with the last last touch of the game. I think in the twenty ten eleven season, 10. when United won one 0 at the Etihad Stadium. It's a big golf Spurs that. Yeah, and we were um, we were. You know, me and my mates were stood next to this bloke, and we got talking to him. And you know, you know when you know when you go to football and you know that you're speaking to an oddball. Like one, it was incredibly <laughs> hot that day. He was wearing a really, really heavy jacket. And we got talking about City, and he said, "My favourite City player, Michael Brown." Wow! And you know when somebody says that, you think, "Wow, you're on t- <laughs> won't be not, uh, not Ali Benabi, uh, Michael Brown, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, not, not King Clancy, Michael Brown. Okay, not yeah. Colin Bell, Michael Brown." Um, just speaking of Spurs one cap wonders uh, to, to bring this round to an end um, I think everybody who listens to this podcast whether you saw him play or not would want to wish a happy 70th birthday uh, to Steve Perryman um, who was it was this week 70 years of age I, I can't believe it. I think we'd also like to wish a happy birthday to Danny ah, Kelly oh yeah. yeah thank you very much indeed slightly slightly less far down the road than Stevie although he looks much better on it than, than me um, of course, Spurs is record appearance holder, and that's an outfield player. And if you ever get a chance to meet him, a lovely, lovely man as well. 
All right, now, the torture is already um, pretty big, and uh, you still maintain, I think, a seven-point lead going into this round, James. Um, these are the questions that Charlie Eccleshare, he thought these were appropriate questions for you chaps. These are two questions each, uh, one point for each correct answer. Of course, if you get the answer wrong, your opponent can answer. Um, again, we'll we'll start with the person who, how should I say, is valiantly trailing. Uh, so you'll go first here, Jack. And these questions, are, remember, it wasn't set by me. These are from Eccleshare. Who recorded the first assist of the Pochettino era? Who played that pass through to Dyer? We've heard, yes, we've uh, heard. It was a good pass. And I'm going to say Lamella. <laughs> it isn't Lamella. And I, I, guess, I guess from that um, stage villain chuckle that you do know, James. Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, I knew said the name of the bloke. Uh, I thought Jack was going to get this. I really did think. I, I'm not entirely unconvinced that it, this wasn't mentioned when we talked about this goal earlier, by the way. Uh, it's Harry Kane. It is Harry Kane. Assist King Harry Kane yeah. got the goal. He's been a playmaker since 2014. It's not new stuff. Weirdly, I remember seeing him. Do you remember he once? Well, he once played. This, sorry, this is completely off topic. Good. I remember watching him. Uh, See in, how he's in, trying in, to move in, us away from the quiz. In, now. In, 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 <laughs> it, no, it doesn't involve Michael Brown. Uh, watching Ali him, I'm sure he once played central midfield in a four-four-two. As crazy as that, as that sounds, in an England under-21s game, which I remember watching on telly in about 2011. Does that sound crazy? Have I made that up? I have no idea. No. Sorry, I, this is of no interest to the. The, quiz, but. This is this is when magicians do something with their left hand while while the quiz is going on their right hand. Yeah. All right. This is the next one is for you, James. And you're, well, you're knocking these out of the park. This will be too easy for you. Who scored the last goal of the AVB era? Ah, oh, that's difficult. Right. So the last game they lost. The last game they lost five 0 to Liverpool. So it's not in that game. Uh. I have a memory of watching Spurs win at Fulham near the end of AVB, where Lewis Holtby scored in the last minute. So in lieu of actually knowing what the last game they won or scored in was, I'm just going to say Lewis Holtby. That isn't correct. No. Ah, no. In fact, no part of your supposition, speculation or answer was correct there. Didn't they, didn't they score in the Liverpool game? Didn't uh, they lose 5-1? 5-0. It was 5-0. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I was. I should know, but I can't remember. Um, okay, so AVB was sacked in December 2013. Uh, it was a, a brilliantly timed sacking because it was the morning of the Independent Sports Desk Christmas lunch. So they announced it at like 10 a.m. on the Monday morning, which meant that we could get all the, the you know, back in the good old days, before the internet, you could just write your... Um, write the next day's sports section, <laughs> send it off and then go to the pub. I've, uh, I've got to tell you, 2013 was not before the internet. Well, it wasn't the independent. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but who scored... So I don't know what they were doing at 4 4 2 at the time, James. Try, it was actually our Christmas party that day as well, actually. Trying to put you off your stride here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for Adebayor. Well, it's the other one, actually. It's Roberto Saldado. <sighs> Who scored? Your life, Jack. He, he wasn't sacked after the Liverpool game, according to this. That's bollocks. He okay. was sacked the day after the. Oh, of oh, course. Right, so Sorry, before I've got it wrong. They didn't, they didn't score against Liverpool, did they? So it was the game before. Oh, okay, right. Uh, okay. um, very poor uh, quiz chairman. So far, of course, the Association of Quizmasters said I've done very well, but I've let myself down badly there. The answer is Roberto Soldado, who scored the final goal of four in a four-one win 
against Anzi. Were they from Makakala? Yeah, Makatkala. Okay, no points there for anybody. Next up from Charlie Eccleshare's grab bag of questions. Um, and this is for you, Jack. Uh, we all know about the Bale 7 splurge in the summer of 2013. But who did Spurs sign from Standard Liège in the January transfer window of that year? January 2013. Yeah. Standard Liège. Mm -hmm. It's mad. The answer is mad. Pass. I don't know. Do you know, James? I do know, I'm afraid. Oh, my God. Is this is like I, a scourging. Shall I pretend I don't to make the quiz more no, interesting? No, 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 no. The quiz is great because it, because the questions are interesting. Um, uh, your dominance of it is disappointing many, but my, go on. Well, yeah, the listeners will be switching off in droves. Yeah. Uh, Zeki Fryers. It was Zeki Fryers, <sighs> who, if you'd asked me, I thought he came from Manchester United. So, you know, not knowing this is, is standard stuff. Which means, James... Um, uh, that you've got the access to the next question as well. Thankfully, this is the last one. Of which new signing did uh, Andreas Villas-Boas say this? He will fill in. The, he will fill the number ten position, although he can play left or right. We have the expectation because of his creativity, and we can compare him to Rafa van der Vaart to a certain extent because he was a full international coming from a big club. These are the very definition, I would suspect, of brave words. That last bit isn't in the quote, I think. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. uh, I think Jack knows. Put some pressure on you. Is it Holtby? Is it Holtby? It's Lewis Holtby. What is the final points total, Tom? It was 19 points to nine. I've oh, learned from the cruelty with which my colleagues on the Athletic deal with each other. What I'm supposed now to do is to wipe the floor with poor old Jack. But I thought the questions were really blinking hard and he did well to get nine points. James... That was an absolutely brilliant performance of uh, picking, you know, people names out midair. Also, I thought you were very, very good, and this is maybe a lesson for you for next other quizzes you do. You were listening very carefully all the time. You were getting the answers to some of the things you got right from previous musings, weren't you? Like Holtby, um, re really, really good. Yeah, I'm an, an elite quizzer. That's. Uh... That's Are right. you an elite quizzer right. in real life? Well, yeah. Well, no, but only football stuff, and obviously, specifically Spurs is uh, is handy. So I'm I'm delighted to have demolished Jack so comprehensively. Do you have any any words of comfort for your colleague and in the season of goodwill? Uh, happy Christmas, Jack, and um, do better next time. And we can talk about this in your appraisal next year. And Jack, of course, the uh, the most um, ridiculous, useless, and overused question in sports journalism, journalism in journalism in general. Jack, how do you feel after that? Awful, really awful. Like, Jen, yeah. I'm not even doing. I'm not even putting it on. I, I, I'm so competitive when it comes to quizzes, and I've just been, for, I've been stitched up against Charlie last week, and then to just be flattened by James this week is just a terrible combination. I feel, I feel really, really genuinely upset. Professionally, probably quite a bad week for you, I guess. Yeah, pretty awful. Yeah. I hate myself. Well, that may be how, how you feel at the moment, Jack. But if I can comfort you in any way, I'm sure that the listeners who've uh, downloaded, subscribed to, etc., this podcast will be stopping you in the street saying, mate, that was so entertaining. I haven't heard anything like that ever before offered up as public entertainment. And that is where we will bring the proceedings to an end. Congratulations to James. Commiserations to Jack. Happy Christmas, to, your, to you all. And if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read all of our articles on Spurs and everything else on the site by going to theathletic.com forward slash Spurs pod. And right now you can get 33% off a full subscription. That's theathletic.com 
forward slash Spurs pod. It's also a great gift to give to someone who loves football this Christmas. We'll be back sometime soon. Thanks for listening. The Athletic.